Are you doing That's the intro? That. For a man who's been clean off drugs for 22 years, I need some fucking drugs. Yeah, your sensitivity needs to, I don't know what you're doing, but your sensitivity needs to go up on your mic. I could shove the mic up my ass if you like. I mean, that will be fucking. Probably get a better conversation. Well, yeah, exactly. Because I'll be talking out of my ass. What's he doing? Oh my god. Alright, alright, that's enough of that. What else do you expect? What was that white stuff on your tongue? Brush. Brush. <laughs> <laughs> We should probably start this. I fucking hate this place. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to All You Need Is Blood, the UHM Horror Podcast. With your hosts, Ryan, Shane, and Mike. (laughs) What happened there? It just ended abruptly. (laughs) Oh my god. Am I still there? Yeah. What happened? Oh, I think maybe my USB cable's starting to go because I moved a hair and like all the audio cut out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the the problems we're having today is unreal. So good news. Uh, it's a good thing I saw that because it stopped recording my own audio. Oh man, oh. we got it though. Hang on, I'm gonna do a little test where I jiggle it. Okay, wiggle it just a little bit. Just a little bit. Well, what are you jiggling? Right, I think we're good. What are you wiggling? Whatever you want, baby. Oh, God. Uh, all right. I'm just going to assume this is recording the way it's supposed to, but I see the backup is going. So oh. I already had it, fellas. Yeah, yeah. That one before. Holy shit. So this is probably the worst beginning we've had to an yeah. episode in a while. Because it's not going to be funny for anybody but us. but it's only funny to us because it's the same fucking shit that happens every goddamn time we record and nobody usually gets to hear that stuff would you expect anything less though we need to we need to like hide um our technical problems behind like a patreon thing so people like yeah so people like spend like five dollars a month and they can hear all the fuck-ups they get to hear, and it would just be—it would nightmare. just be us paying for it, so we could hear. We'd be paying to hear what we already talked about. Yeah, I don't need that. <laughs> Son of a bitch! Well, welcome to all you need is blood, <laughs> the UHM Horror Podcast. I'm your host Ryan Tudelo. Joining me are my co-hosts Mike Whittemore and Shane Smith. Shane from a planet very, very far away. <laughs> Uh, how are you doing today, fellas? All right. 
<laughs> Shane, how are you doing? I'm alive. <laughs> I thought that your microphone just... <laughs> that was it. <laughs> Would have been <clears throat> We, we may have reached the point where Shane's anger and uh, audio uh, difficulties have combined into one undiscernible mess. <laughs> I think he's absolutely furious at us. I don't even know why this is so funny to me. I don't. <laughs> Correct enough. Because you just, at one point, you just seemed farther and farther away. And then Ryan's like, how you doing? And there's just no answer. <laughs> oh, boy. I mean, it takes a couple seconds for a signal to reach the moon, true, Mike, so true. to get there and back, yeah. Well, when I was like, when I was mailing Shane that uh, ministry record, he was like, "Here's my address," and it was like a paragraph long. That's a standard UK address. That's insane. It, it you're... no, there's there's extra. He's got extra stuff in there. Extra I know it. Stuff. <laughs> I just hope it gets there. Yeah. Well, I'll let you know as soon as it arrives. Um, <laughs> I'll more than likely get an email from the Royal Mail telling me I have a package that has like some kind of fucking customs cost on top of it because it's come from the States. Yeah. Wait, they'll email you? Yeah, they email me. That That's crazy. Like, I can't imagine the post office over here emailing me for anything no. if there's a if there's a package that has tracking on it or if there's a package that's coming from outside of the country they will email you i don't think i you. did tracking right <laughs> so i don't um, know if you'll get notified just, or not no i'm just saying that if there's track if there's tracking on a package or if it's coming from outside of the country, they will normally email you to let you know if it has a customs charge on it that I will have to pay in order to receive the package. You shouldn't have to pay shit. I paid enough to fucking send it over there. Yeah, but this uh, since fucking COVID and all that shit, things have changed, and the UK system, mailing system is fucking bullshit. Well, that's garbage. Is this like a Brexit thing? Sorry, I'm sweating. <laughs> is this like a Brexit thing, Shane? Yeah, yeah. Oh, is this why I was, that's why I political party? That's why I said to you, Mike, I would be more than happy to pay for the shipping when you sent it. Nah. Well, fellas, <laughs> now that we've got our postage talk through, and that's the end of the podcast. And that's oh, the end of the podcast. Off. Thank you very much for listening. <laughs> Well, if anyone hasn't listened to our podcast, they've certainly turned it off by this point. Oh, yeah, this is boring as hell. But if for any reason someone has left it on, we are the official podcast of UpcomingHorrorMovies.com. And on this podcast, we like to discuss horror movies, talk shit to each other, various other nonsense, including but not limited to music, movies, games, comics, whatever else happens to come up. If you want to reach the podcast, you can get us on Gmail, all you need is bloodpod at gmail.com, the Facebook group, all you need is blood. Instagram account, all you need is Blood Podcast. And if you're listening to us, it's on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify. Just type in all you need is Blood and subscribe. Hey, what was that last part? Oh, God. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I didn't hear it.
This fucking cat is touching me. What do you mean this cat is touching you? It's touching me. What are you touching me for? She's out of control. I can't deal with this nonsense. All right, fellas. So since we last had a podcast like six months ago, I don't remember when it was. Um, have you guys been getting into anything interesting lately? Mike? Yeah, what's up? Have you been getting into anything interesting lately? <laughs> um, I'm on vacation this week. Um, I downloaded uh, Diablo 4, so that's been consuming my entire vacation so far. Um, haven't been doing much much of anything, really. Um, I got I got my second session on my tattoo, which my arm is in a lot of pain still. Looks good, though. Yeah, yeah, it looks great. I'm I'm kind of shocked on how good it looks. It's kind of weird that it's on my body. Um, what else has been going on? Nothing really, man. I've been watching a lot of movies. I watched uh, that Resurrection movie that you recommended, Ryan, which I like. Oh yeah, yeah, the one with um, what's his face? Uh, yeah, with Raiden. And uh, I, I liked it. It was <laughs> wanted to be seven so bad. <laughs> oh yeah, it saw seven and was like, I'm absolutely just making that. And the guy, the like the side actor, that other cop, he was in seven. Who the like uh, the yeah the guy? younger dude? He was he made. I wouldn't say it's a cameo, but it's small, really small part in seven, where uh, uh, the uh, the killer he goes to that bondage shop and there's that dude outside of it he's like he's like huffing and puffing he's like <laughs> that's the guy from resurrection and that guy is also an alien resurrection oh there so, you go. the guy with the glasses uh yeah 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 he's he's been in quite a fair bit actually yeah he's like he's a like a name. just a random character anyway but yeah i've been um i've been watching movies um on vacation, everyone was asking me what I was doing on vacation, and I'm not doing shit. I've stayed nice. home pretty much every day. Um, I got this tattoo. Um, I've been hanging out with my my cat Tommy. We've been we've been um, combing the streets. We've been you know getting into trouble. Him and me. Uh, I've been digging through trash. <laughs> yeah, digging through trash. I've been sleeping in until like nine a.m. every day. It's been nice. Oh my god! I it switched shifts at work. So I'm not on four to midnight anymore. I'm on eight to four, which now means I have to take the train every morning. It's like I have to wake up. Oh, with everybody yeah, else. Yeah, I'm like with people now. So I got to wake up at 5 a.m. and get on the 620 train to get to downtown by seven. So, but yeah, so that's just my bitching and ranting. But uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's pretty much about it. Sweet. How about you, Shane? Have you been doing anything interesting lately? No. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How about you, Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I've been suffering in the heat, sudden heat wave we are having in the UK. I've not been sleeping, and I feel like shit. So, yeah, I haven't really been doing much apart from buying music, watching a couple of movies, and that's about it. Right. So most mostly sweating. Mostly sweating and not sleeping. Oh god, that sucks. Um, I'm surprised it's not been that hot over here. 
been nice and cool like in the 60s. It's cool today. It's 23 degrees Celsius. What is that in a freedom unit? All right. All right, everybody, get your calculators out. Don't fucking ask me. I've got no clue what it is in fucking Fahrenheit. At 73 degrees. That's not even hot. To you, maybe not. The last few days, it's been fucking hot. What's it normally over there at this time? (laughs) Around about this time is usually about 15 degrees. But for some reason, we've hit a heat wave... That's six. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> and how about you, Ryan? What have you been up to? Yeah. <laughs> fucking how about it? If I disappear, don't worry. I'm just fucking pissed off. That's all. Wait, no, don't be upset. What Shane. happened? What, what, Mike's nails. Mike's just having fun, Shane. He's poking fun at you. And I'm sweating too because I, my room was nice and cool earlier. Uh, when I sat down, I had it at like 68, but I could feel it slowly creeping up. I think by the end of the podcast, we're gonna get up to like 76 would be my guess. I don't know what it's supposed to be. Which is 26 Celsius. No wait, I typed the wrong numbers. 24. Right now it is 69 degrees. I don't know what that's in nice. Celsius. I would say that's what twenty degrees Celsius. It's got to be close Quite to it, right? Possibly. Twenty and a half. I mean, earlier this week it was thirty-two, so um, that was that was rough as fuck. Um, Sixty-nine. I mean, that's hot. That's fucking ninety. That's hot. Fahrenheit to Celsius. So right now it's yeah, twenty degrees Celsius, twenty point five. Yeah. Look at me. I'm British. Good. Good. Yeah, it was fucking hot earlier this week, and um, I was supposed to go out to my friend's birthday yesterday, and I had to cancel because I felt ropey as fuck. A, because I was at risk of fucking heat stroke, and B, I hadn't slept, so I literally had to cancel going to my friend's birthday, um, because I realised yesterday that I thought it was today, but in fact it wasn't, it was last night, so I kind of missed it unintentionally or there's always the next one yeah well she's only 40 once in it so yeah nobody cares about birthdays after 40 it's all downhill yeah, tell me about it. everybody knows that i got five more years for that so well that's all right i've got a year and a, i've got a year and a month until i'm 50 oh my god yeah my brother was just telling me he went to one of his, his all his friends are like having 50th birthday parties and I'm like, oh God. <laughs> I got invited to a co-worker's 60th party. What I'm do you like, do? Play like solitaire? <laughs> I'm going to tell him that. Well, I'll be four, I'm 49 wait. next month and I have nothing planned. Uh, my buddy Ed is traveling from Chester to come and stay for a few days. We're going to take in the sights, hopefully find a gig or two to go to, and then just chill out and watch movies. Um, other than that, I won't be doing anything. I'm, I'm not in. I'm, I haven't invited anybody around. Um, I'm going to be a miserable, gothic bastard and just stay at home and be miserable. That's the way to do it. Fucking right it is. 
That's the way everybody does well, it. Yeah, there's a reason. You're getting older, you're one year closer to death. <clears throat> Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> the sweet embrace of death. Great I'm pretty fucking content, in fact, knowing that I haven't got that long until I'm dead. Oh, my God. To the point where I'm actually planning my funeral. The songs... Come on, The Shane. songs I'm going to have played, and the fact... Well, he's is, gothic. He's been planning this for, like, 30 years. Well, yeah, exactly. I rest my fucking case. That's like like little girls in, like, high school or whatever. They're planning their weddings. <laughs> Shane has been planning his funeral. Yeah. Listening to The Cure. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously. You know, it's kind of like you plan your funeral because I'm going to be having a non-religious ceremony, so to speak. Would they just uh, throw you in the ground at that point? Well, you could do. I mean, it wouldn't bother me too much because I'm fucking dead, isn't it? So, yeah. you know, just chuck me in a fucking bin bag and stick me in the ground, you know, I don't care. But, you know, as long as I've got some essential items buried with me, stuff that people want, but I'm not going to let them have. So, so you want an Egyptian funeral? Yeah, pretty much, you know, but minus, minus the, the pyramid and all that kind of shit. Can you imagine, like, a black pyramid? Like, how would that be? Yeah, instead of, like, a... Uh, onyx. Whatchamacallit, what are those things? A headstone. Rocks? No, like, the little... Not, like, the, the like a tomb? Not, like, a tomb, but, like... Oh. Like, you have mausoleum. to go inside to it. Yeah, a mausoleum. Yeah, mausoleum. Instead of, like, a mausoleum, it's just, like, a black pyramid. Actually, a mausoleum would be really cool. There you go. Wait, isn't there somebody that has something like that? Doesn't Nick Cage already have his... <laughs> Probably. Nick Cage, he's got... Hang yeah, on, somebody Nick, was telling Nick me Cage this. Nick Cage has got his own mausoleum all set up already. He's already paid for it. I was watching... Okay, Mike, it is a fucking pyramid. Are you serious? <laughs> That's fucking awesome. I am not even kidding. Just look up Nick Cage's tomb. <laughs> and, it, and the pictures of it show... He bought it years ago. That's pretty yeah, metal. It's like a huge fucking... Pyramid that he's going to be buried in. <laughs> but yeah, I've already decided because obviously I want some of, you know, I know people like fucking joke about shit like this, but I've given it serious thought. I want someone dressed as the Grim Reaper standing at the back, nodding at people as they walk out of the chapel. And, you know, I'm going to have like some, like several songs that mean a lot to me. Um, Namely, A Warm Place by Nine Inch Nails. Actually, I've decided if I'm going to get cremated, I'm going to have A Warm Place by Nine Inch Nails, Fire Started by The Prodigy, and um, Fire on Babylon by uh, Sinead O'Connor for shits and giggles. And I've said if I'm being buried, I'm going to have Going Underground by The Jam, and I'm going to have uh, Depeche Mode Walking in My Shoes because that's mournful, sorrowful, I'm dead and I hate it kind of deal. And then I've said I'm going to have uh, um, Nine Inch Nails, um, uh, something I can never have played as the song as I'm going out, you know. So just cheerful, happy stuff. So do your I friends just, know all this? So when you do die, like you don't have to like write it out? Them, some of them do. Uh, I, I told a couple of people they thought I was joking. Um, until I <laughs> you like the serious look on your face and yeah. they're laughing. <laughs> they were laughing at it and I was like, what's so funny? 
you know. Um, <laughs> but I is there room for any requests? Shane? But I did mention that uh, there's a possibility I might have Bella Lugosi's dead by Bauhaus play. Um, but what about Mummified and Barbed Wire by Cannibal Corpse? Hmm, I've, not, I've not really listened to that one. I don't it's a bummer. I don't plan on being mummified and wrapped in barbed wire, though. Mm-hmm. Plenty of time to change your mind. Can we do that before you're cremated? Well, when you're cremated, you're just dust in it. You know, dust in the wind. Ooh. Well, yeah, but you could be a, a, bum, a barbed wire mummy before that. Well, I could have some Bob Dylan played. I was thinking more Billy Joel, a little weedy and start the fire as you're going. Ooh. Yeah, that's a good one for if you're being cremated. Um... What was the other one I was thinking of? I was thinking <laughs> of um, hmm. Hmm. That's giving me a thought. Hold on, I might have to change some shit. <laughs> I think the audience should write in. How about we, you let the audience pick one song? Yeah. yeah. Go on. I think it's only something fair. suitably gothic, dark, mournful, miserable. You know, Shane's funeral dirges. You know. <laughs> we'll, Exchange funeral we'll build a um like a public Spotify playlist. Yeah, do it. Yeah. yeah. No, Shane's funeral dirge. Songs to play at a goth funeral. You know, I mean there's a certain song you can play and get away Pretty from. much all of Blackwater Park by Opeth would uh would be well, fitting. I mean I went and saw Carcass the other week and you know, they were they were okay. Um but I went to go and see a band called Unto Others who reminded me of the Ramones and Typo Negative, but slightly poppier and chirpier. Um, and they were okay, but just trying to think you, of... Like, you should try to die around Halloween. That would be cool as fuck. Oh that would be like the ultimate... No, it's got to be before, God, though. That would be proper goth, that would be. Don't worry, listeners, I'm not planning a suicide or anything like that, or unaliving myself, because if you say suicide, you get told off for it. Um, I mean, well, that I mean that yeah. would be a gothic way to go, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, I mean, like it's not like I'd be recreating Eric Draven's death from The Crow, is it, you know? Yeah. I, don't, I think the most gothic way to go is to go not caring. I don't care anyway, so... See, that's yeah. what I mean. So you don't care enough to kill yourself. That's so right. it would be more miserable just to live out the rest of your life. Exactly. Now you're getting it, Mike. I think we just depressed everybody that was listening. It's called <laughs> irony. Well, when, when I go being out... A doc, being I want a doc my... is all about irony. You know, it's like... I want my funeral song to be the uh, the Street Fighter Two theme song, <laughs> as as played by a plastic bank. Hell yeah, for children! Oh, that? Let me see if I can get it to work. Hold on. Get ready, warriors! Copyright. Absolute magic. <laughs> that was actually pretty. Like it came came through pretty well. Here it did. 
I, and I bet I bet it could only sound worse because it already sounds really bad coming from that speaker. <laughs> you need to upgrade that speaker. But yeah, I mean, you know, I I know we've got a podcast to talk about. I could quite happily talk about death, doom, destruction, being gothic and being miserable. For it's my heart's content because it's my life's mission. You know, is you know just being a miserable goth bastard. Um, you know, it's. Easy going, I guess. You know, it's like, what more can I say? What more can I add? Attaboy, Shane. My back is sweating. Ugh. All right. On another note, fellas, if we could slightly divert the topic. Um, what do we got? You didn't even here? say what you were up to. Oh, I yeah, you didn't, did you? <laughs> I've been up to uh, cleaning a plastic Street Fighter bank that Mike so kindly sent to me in the mail yep. and getting it getting it to work again. Although to get it to work, I have to like hold the back of the case, hold the batteries in because otherwise they like pop their way out. <laughs> so I could so I could drop a quarter in and it makes the, makes that lovely tune you guys just heard. <laughs> Which, by the way, Elisa fucking hates. She came home. And I've got this plastic bank completely disassembled and I'm like cleaning it. And she's like, what are you doing on my kitchen table? I'm like, oh, I'm fixing this. And she's like, what is it? And I go, oh, it's a bank. She goes, a bank for children? Yeah, it's a bank for <laughs> <Yeah>. children. <laughs> and she goes, oh, are you like selling this? I go, no. <laughs> it was a gift. <laughs> And as I'm cleaning it, it's it's like going off the entire time. Like it's like playing that sound over and over and over again. And she's she's in the other room, like trying to watch TV or something. And she comes in and she's like, "I hate you, and I hate your fucking bank." <laughs> so that's been fun. Excellent. Uh, thank no you. No problem. So, so it's right now. It's in my room. So I'm gonna keep it over uh, next to uh, some of my other stuff I have over there. Um, and maybe I'll start putting quarters in it or something. I don't know. I don't know how much it holds. And also, where am I going to get physical change? I have too much physical change. Yeah. Do you? I cashed mine out like 10 years ago. Like I took all the change I had, cashed it in and got like 600 bucks. That's awesome. And, and, and since then I've been gathering more change. And I think now I have like $15. <laughs> Because in that 10 years, I just, like, stopped using cash. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. So, um, let's see. What else? Uh, last night, I actually did an interesting event. Elisa and I went to a uh, beer tasting slash glass blowing event. So, we had to... Uh... Oh, yeah. We had to blow our own glass. And they take us to, like, the glory hole. And you gotta get down <laughs> on your knees. And... <laughs> <I'm> the... <laughs> These are all accurate terms, all right? This is not fake. You put your lips right up to the to the fucking blow <laughs> hole. You give it a, you give it a couple toots. You don't want to breathe in because that'll ruin it. They had to stop you. They're like, "Come on, Ryan. There's a line forming behind you." Yeah. <laughs> Ease up, pal. <laughs> was it a fart? What was it? <laughs> So it was, uh, it was fun. We, uh, we had a good time, but I I didn't get to keep my glass. Um, yesterday they have to put it in, in a kneeling, um, 
oven so it cools down properly so it won't like just shatter. So I have to get that like Monday or Tuesday. Oh, that's cool. But yeah, it was pretty good. Um, what else? What have I been doing? Oh, tonight I'm going to see uh, Connecticut Cult Classics double feature Night of the Comet and Chopping Mall. Awesome. So by the time anyone hears this, it'll be two weeks I later. I have never seen Chopping Mall. I'm going to see if I can really. I'm going to see if I can find a copy to buy. Chopping Mall is hilarious. My buddy's got it on VHS. Apparently, that's really hard to find. Really, Chopping Mall? I think I have that on VHS. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I, I'd have to go look. I don't know, or find my phone that has my list on it. And I don't, actually don't know where my phone is. It's gone. So that should be good tonight. Um, I mean, other than that, I've been playing Elden Ring again because why not? And I don't know, cleaning the house and dealing with these animals. <laughs> That's about it. Elisa left me home alone for like three days. Absolute chaos. How was it? The fucking. Did you masturbate the uh, entire time? Obviously. Well, this is standard. But I was going to do that anyway, whether she was home or not. <laughs> It's a good thing she doesn't listen to this. <laughs> She's going to listen to this episode. This is the yeah. one, huh? That'd be quite funny, actually. Oh, well, 41 right. minutes in. Tell you what, boys. To this podcast. So we should probably... Yep. Let's go over some news. <laughs> A uh, couple things. So I don't know if you guys watched it, but I'd sent you the trailer for Sympathy for the Devil. No. Um, no. The new Nick Cage movie, speaking of Nick Cage. And apparently it's... Uh, I don't know if he's actually playing the devil or just like a psychopath. But he like abducts Joel Kinnaman, who's trying to get to the hospital so his uh, because his wife is like delivering a child. And Nick Cage is, like, forcing him to go through all these horrible events, including, like, killing people and driving down the highway and doing all kinds of nutso Nick Cage stuff. So, I don't know if it's, like, um... What's that one with Keanu Reeves and, um... Al Pacino. Oh, that's, uh... Uh, Devil's Advocate. So I don't know if it's like kind of like one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, he's like playing the actual devil and is like tormenting this guy, or if it's just he's fucking Nick Cage and he's a maniac and tormenting this guy. Probably that. But probably that. Uh, either way, it looks interesting. Uh, it looks like a full, full one hundred percent Nick Cage, which uh, I like to see. So I'll go. I'll watch that one. Uh, did you watch that trailer, Shane? I did. It just didn't appeal to me at all, to be honest. No, no. I'm not. not crazy enough or too crazy? No, it was just, I just found it a bit dull. I, I watched it and I thought, well, because it's the trailer, obviously, and it didn't really <clears throat> grab me. Hmm. I skipped it. Yeah. <laughs> Understandable. I'll watch it. Well, another... But I gotta actually stay up this time for it because Val's still mad at me about uh, the last one. 
Well, all the Dracula. Yeah, one? and I, I as soon as we got to the theater, I fell asleep like within the first five minutes. I'm worried that's what's going to happen to me tonight. Like to try to stay up through two movies, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. I'm going to have to like slam a coffee right before it just to force myself to stay awake. Last night at the um, the fuck's it called? The music box theater by uh, by me. Um, they were playing Killer Clowns from Outer Space, and Ooh. Val was like, "Hey, you want to go?" I'm like, "I'm sitting six hours for a tattoo. I will fall asleep immediately, like before I even get to the theater." I, I've noticed as I've gotten older, staying awake is not an option. Do you know what? Yeah. yeah it- it gets tough when you're old. Oh, yeah, I know. I was in bed at 9.30 last night. Yeah, I believe me, I'm aware. I uh, I almost was passing out. We, well, at least after the uh, glass blowing, we decided <laughs> to go to a bar at like 8.30. By like 9 o'clock, I'm like, let's go home. I'm tired. I think for me, it was just the case of because I've not been sleeping, and like it was just pure exhaustion. And I was in bed at nine thirty. I literally turned everything off, and I was like, "Fuck this! I'm going to bed." I woke up at quarter past three in the morning, and I thought, "Well, that's not too bad. I've had like five and a half hours or five and three quarter hours of sleep, so that's better than fuck all than what I had been getting." And then at five thirty this morning, I thought, "I'm still really tired," and I literally laid on my bed, and I didn't wake up until the postman turned up at nine thirty. So, yeah. Jeez. So I must have needed it, and I've not had a nap at all today, and I feel pretty good about it. So had dinner just before we started, and you know I'm I'm quite happy to sit here and do this podcast and talk randomly about films I didn't even watch, and then um, <laughs> you know, just fucking possibly watch a film afterwards. You just perfectly described it. <laughs> I had the opportunity a lot to watch other insect movies this week. Didn't do it. Yeah. Uh, I, I I spent three days watching a horrible one because I fell asleep every single night. The thing is, right, I mean, we talk about horror movies all the time and we, so we come up with ideas and suggestions. And it was like, do we really need to watch it when we can just talk about how we watched it the first time and how we react to it, kind of reminisce about shit, but, you know, fuck it. No, I, I have to torture myself through some... Well, you can do that. I mean, me and Mike... I feel it's necessary. Just, like, oh, Mike got tattooed this week, so and I've barely slept, so... You know. I use it as a way to, like, watch more movies... So if we're going to yeah. do a movie on insect, if we're going to do an episode on insects, then I can watch more insect movies. I just didn't. <laughs> well, I just did. you, say, you say that, actually, because this is quite a comedic story. Um, after the last podcast we did, I ordered myself a copy of The Blob, the 1988 remake, and ordered it through Amazon. And, you know, didn't think to check on the delivery date or anything like that. And it had been a week and I thought, well, I'm pretty sure that would have arrived by now. So I went on Amazon and I ordered another copy for the next day delivery. And it turned up. 
And then I went into my basket and my previous orders and returns option and I looked and then it turns out that the other copy had already shipped. It wouldn't be arriving for another week. So I've inadvertently gotten myself two copies of the blob on Blu-ray. Um, obviously one I'm keeping for myself, the other one I'm going to give to my buddy Darren. Um, but it was, I was just like, oh, okay. So this is old age. You know, I just completely fucked myself over by spending 20-odd quid on two copies of a Blu-ray. And I'll admit, it's so fucking cheesy, but it's so good. It's so good. Oh, the blob is great. Yeah, it's so funny. It's just that I loved the whole, you know, 1950s kind of look with the cast running in front of a screen as they're being chased by the blob and, you know, all the stop motion stuff. And it's just, it's so cheesy. It's so good. But obviously I didn't realise there's so many fucking familiar faces in that film. You know, and Frank Darabon fucking co-wrote the thing. You know, it's just like, wow. But yeah. I'll shut up now. <laughs> well, I only got two more uh, items to cover in the news, fellas. Uh, I don't think anyone heard of this. I just saw it and thought it was worth bringing up. They're making an animated series called Skull Island uh, that takes place in the Monsterverse. <clears throat> and it will be on Netflix. And I did watch the trailer. And it looks really weak. So not bad for a Netflix show. So... Um, yeah, it, it looks like the most boring shit you could imagine taking place on Skull Island. And, uh, I, I don't know how anyone's going to actually watch this. <laughs> it just it looks so boring. And it's like, it's a cartoon, so you could do whatever you wanted. But they chose to just make the, like, a couple monsters and the, like, teenage I characters do. run around in the woods. It just looks so bad. So it takes place um, in the Monsterverse? Yes, it, it takes place in the Monsters, <clears throat> on Skull Island. Okay. And there's a, a Kong on Skull Island. I don't know when it's supposed to be, but, you know, not great. Um, and lastly, uh, I watched a trailer for John Carpenter's Toxic Commando. Oh, yeah. Um, which is a new video game coming out. And... It's just a cinematic, really. I don't know if they actually showed any gameplay, or if they did, it was like cinematic gameplay. Um, it looks like a zombie game, and uh, it has John Carpenter's name on it, and I have no idea what he has to do with this, to be completely it's honest. Did they just get his name? I think it's his story. Oh, his really? His story idea. I think it... Personally, I think it could be one of his scripts that never got made and they possibly just turned it into, like, a video game. Yeah. That's what I think. It doesn't look too bad, but it doesn't look too great either. Yeah. I'm wondering if it's going to be, like, if it's, like, Left for Dead or if it's going to be more, like, I don't know. A single-player action game. I, when I first saw that trailer, I actually thought, oh, wow, it's a live-action thing. Because one of the guys in the trailer is the guy out of Army of, Army of the Dead. Uh, and I thought it was live-action, but it's not. It's all completely CGI. Um, 
and Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. Yeah. Mm. That's the song they're playing. Yeah, yeah I want that alive. <laughs> so, I think it's interesting, but I'm not going to be buying any video games until they come out. I just don't. Yeah. My old man mind cannot tolerate this bullshit old anymore. Old man mind, yeah. <sighs> uh, I did. Re- and that's all I got for news, fellas. Yeah, that's all you've got. Um. I read somewhere the other day David Fincher is working on a 4K version of 7. Yeah. So I can't remember where I saw it, though. Um, But, yeah, he's apparently working on a 4K version of 7. What else did I read? I hope they finally merge 7 and Christopher Lambert together. And, co- and combine the universes. David Fincher needs to fucking make another Manhunter season before anything else. Did you guys watch Manhunter uh, on Netflix? I ha- I watched or Mindhunter. Um, That's what it is. Mindhunter. Yeah, it's an FBI yeah. one. I watched. Uh, I think the first season. Maybe I finished the first season. I don't remember. I got pretty far into it, and then. I don't know what happened. It just it stopped playing on my TV. I don't know. Yeah, it, the first season's amazing. Second season's all right, but they were building up to uh, building up to the uh, that dude from the Jimmy John's commercials. Not the dude from not the dude from uh, Brad Garrett. No, not the dude from Everybody Loves Raymond. The other guy. He was. Okay. <laughs> he was. Uh, he was the guy from the Jimmy John's commercials. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can see him and stuff, but I, that's all I know from him. And he was like the, you know, the big serial killer. I forget, I forget his name. But they were building up yeah. to it, and all of a sudden, Fincher was like, "Well, it's too expensive," and they like ended on a fucking cliffhanger. Hmm. I'm sure there was a more complicated reasoning behind it, but it's annoying because the show was really great. It was really good. Was there only two seasons? How long was it? Uh, Yeah, I definitely didn't make it into season two. I got to go back, but now that I know that it's a cliffhanger, maybe I don't, and I just abandoned it altogether. (laughs) That's the... The nice part about like having stuff that came out years ago, and I could just be like, "Oh, they never did another one of those." Oh, I could just, uh, I could just ignore it. Now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, they never finished it. Okay. I guess like, I don't watch Lost. It's just. Oh, I, I was gonna. That was the exact example I was gonna bring up. I've never watched Lost, nor will I. No, because everybody was saying all these like questions were unanswered and everything. I'm like, I'm, not, I'm good. I don't need to. Okay, perfect. Now I don't have <laughs> to watch you. it. Hmm. Yeah, there was another show like that that was going on, and they were just like, oh, no, it sucks after the season. Don't bother watching it. And I was like, oh, okay, I just won't watch it at all. Shane, did you just fart? I did indeed. (laughs) (laughs) It was bassy. It was, like, deep. It was. Yeah. All right, guys, let's get into our main topic. So I know we've been talking about insects, but I think we can... I don't know, expand it a little bit, because technically, a couple of the movies I watched, actually all the movies I watched, none of them are insects, Mike. I hate so, what are we, so, wait a second. <laughs> Why the fuck are I we the only one that watches insects? insects? 
I believe specifically I said bugs. You said bugs, which basically is insects. That's, that's right. Well, other things are bugs, too. Like what? <laughs> like, let's say, for instance, ticks. It's a bug. That tick is a bug, but it is not an insect. I didn't know that it was separate. So I could have been Apparently sitting there talking are... about fucking tremors and <laughs> what's the fucking point? What is the point of us being here if all you can do is mislead us? I didn't mislead anybody. Listen, Tix was on the table. I took Tix it. was on the table. <laughs> 1993, fellas. Directed by Tony Randall who also did Hellraiser 2, Amityville 1992, It's About Time, <laughs> and the live-action Fist of the North Star, which I haven't seen but heard it was insane. Um, and I know 19, Amityville 1992, It's About Time is also fucking stupid. I liked it. Fist of the North Star, isn't yeah. that about um, like taking fisting to a whole new level? Uh, kind of. I mean, it's mostly known for its anime or manga okay. or whatever, but a- a- apparently they made a live-action version of this, I think, in the early 90s or 80s. So there's a live-action of fisting film, was it? That's exactly correct. There is fisting. Yeah, there. I'm sure there is. Oh, yeah. So, this movie from 1993 stars Seth Green uh, from Robot Chicken. Can't hardly wait. Austin Powers, Family Guy. Everybody knows Seth Green. But more importantly... Oh, yeah, I forgot he was in that. Uh, more importantly, it's it also stars Alfonso Ribeiro, a.k.a. Carlton from The Fresh Prince. Oh, my God. And he plays the badass gang member who is, like, super hardcore and is, like, all street tough and... To see Carlton playing this role is the funniest fucking thing. Like, I cannot unsee Carlton from it. Like, to me, it's like an episode of The Fresh Prince where Carlton has to act like a tough guy to pass, like, getting into some, I don't know, some, like, gang headquarters or something. (laughs) It's so goofy to watch him just be like, yeah, man, I'm hard. I'm from the streets. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's Carlton. (laughs) Uh, it also has Peter Scolari in it, and the ever-impressive Clint Howard, along with the least-known Howard brother, Rance Howard, which, I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> I never knew there was a Rance. There's a Rance. R-A-N-C-E. So, I guess he got the short end of the stick in the naming department of the Howard family. Um, the basic plot... Uh, a group of troubled teens are taken into the woods by a couple who is going to teach them uh, life skills uh, and like you know how to do things in the woods. And they're all from like the inner city, and they all have their own problems. But it turns out where they're going, a bunch of marijuana growers are using illegal pesticides and fertilizers or steroids or something to make the weed grow bigger and faster. But it starts creating huge mutant flesh-eating ticks. And Clint Howard is the brains behind the operation who does all the mad science stuff. 
And uh, he gets it maybe the worst out of anybody. Um, it, it, the movie itself, it's it, it, in describing like that setup, like it basically writes itself going forward. They find weird like egg sacks or whatever. They're like, what are these? And then like ticks come out and each person is picked off one at a time, basically. Um, Seth Green is Seth Green in it. He plays, it's rather early in his career. Um, and the kills in this are absolutely amazing. They're like fantastic. The special effects are all 100% practical. Uh, everything looks relatively good. Even like the ticks like scurrying around on the ground. Like you could tell it's, you know, a little rubber puppet or whatever that's sort of wiggling back and forth, but it looks fucking good. They look like ticks. They look like big ticks. They get on you and they burrow in you. And I don't know if anyone's ever had to deal with ticks or like pick them off your dog or anything. Um, yeah, that's pretty accurate. And, uh, there's like, there's a couple, there's like a transformation scene and there's like all these gross special effects with Clint Howard and his head is like pulsating and oozing and there's blood everywhere and acting is really dumb, but it's about, it's a killer tick movie. Like what, what do you want? Um, overall, I thought it's absolutely hilarious and, um, it's 100% worth watching if anyone hasn't seen it. It's one of those rare, like, 90s gems that I feel probably gets overlooked a little bit because at the time they didn't have, like, like good, you know, like, 90s horror monster movies. You're kind of, you're going into, like, the Scream era as you get into the mid-90s and there's not, like, goofy fucking monsters and shit and rubber ticks biting people. So, um, so it, it's kind of a standout for the time when it came out. And it's really fun. It's worth a watch. You can, uh, it's probably on Tubi. I think it is. Uh, but I watched my Vinegar Syndrome copy. Uh, they got their 4K out, and you're going to want to watch Ticks in 4K, obviously. <laughs> when did that come out? Um, I want to say last year sometime. Oh, okay. Because I was wondering if I would have gotten it's that like, my, uh, monthly thing. No, no, it's, it, it, it's a huge set. There's, like, a book and all kinds of stuff. It's one of those special edition ones that folds out. Oh, that's cool. And appar- apparently, there's a commentary track with Clint Howard that I really want to watch, but I just didn't get a chance. Because, I mean, he's... Not that he's not in it a lot, but he's barely in it. So, <laughs> to listen to Clint Howard for the whole movie, talking about shit that he's in five minutes of, sounds amazing. So, yeah, it's good. Shane, have you ever seen Ticks? Many, 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 many years ago. We're talking 1990s. When I saw that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, like on a rental or yeah, something? Yeah. So a long, 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 long time ago. Yeah, I, I haven't seen I didn't see this movie until like the DVD era. Um, so I wasn't aware of it like growing up. Yeah. Uh, I discovered after the fact, but I imagine if I had seen this at the time, I think I probably would not have liked it. I would have been like, oh, it's goofy. It's rubber ticks or whatever. But now I'm watching it. I'm like, oh my God, it's awesome. It's like a giant animatronic tick, like biting people. But yeah, I liked it. So uh, who wants to go next? Mike. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll Tell us your insect movie, Mike. Oh, my insect movie, which I don't even know what insects are now anymore. Um, yeah, <laughs> ticks are technically more like they're more like spiders, or I think 
They're part of the arachnid family. Really? I think. All right, well, what about cockroaches? I, I gotta look it up. Uh, I think those are insects. Okay. Well, I, I watched a movie called The Nest. I was going to talk about a movie I watched a really long time ago called Mosquito, which wasn't that bad. Um, I think I watched it earlier in the year, and I really enjoyed that, uh, which I feel like I shouldn't have, but I did. Um, so if you're ever going to watch an insect movie or this, you know, uh, makes you feel like you should watch something with bugs, uh, watch Mosquito. But the, the movie I'm talking about is Nest, which is made 1988, directed by Terrence Winkless, who wrote the screenplay for The Howling in 81. Um, this movie is based on, I think, a book called The Nest by Eli Cantor. So it's basically, you know, your, your basic killer cockroach movie. I'm not a big cockroach guy. Um, I see them in my place of work, and they're fucking horrible. They're the worst bug. I, I can't stand them. If I see one, I find an opposite direction to go to, and I find a different way to walk. Because they're just, they're ballsy, and they're assholes, and they don't care. And they fucking fly. Like, the females fly. It's ridiculous. Anyway, that's the end of my rant. But uh, the plot for the nest is kind of similar, where uh, they're these genetically engineered cockroaches that kill dogs, and um, they just wreak havoc on this... Uh, small town. It's, it's. I think it's like an island town type type of thing. Um, I think this takes place in like New England somewhere. So you have that backdrop. Um, but it, it, the whole plot is this: this sheriff of a small town called North Northport uh, wakes up and his house is infested with these cockroaches, and he's like cool with it. He just <laughs> that beginning scene. Yeah, it's fucking disgusting, dude. They like in the beginning scene, there's like this cockroach in a cup of coffee and like it like fell into it and he doesn't see it. Does that movie trope where he's about to take a sip and he like brings it away? And the whole time I'm just like not raging, but I'm like cringing because that's fucking gross. And he actually, like, you know, takes the drink of it and he spits it out and you see the cockroach run away. I'm like, get fucked, dude. And he was just like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't even a big deal that he just fucking had a cockroach in his mouth. Like, what are you doing? Um, well, time to start. Yeah, my day. and he's just like, there's this big, of course, for this movie, there's this big, like, a pest control nerd. Um, I forget the guy's name. But it's like... Um, What's his name? Oh, I forget his name, but it's just he's like an expert on all things bugs and he rides on this little like like motorcycle bike thing. And I guess this small town has enough to keep this guy like busy. Um but he's trying to get a hold of this guy. He's like, Hey, there's cockroaches in my house and everything, and but he couldn't really reach him, so he just goes about his day. Um, throughout the movie, like there's these dogs that are barking, they keep getting killed and, and people are wondering why they're getting killed. And it turns out that, you know, this, these cockroaches are coming and they're genetically engineered and they're, they're killing shit and they're eating stuff. 
and you hear like this um like this static when they're when they're coming close <laughs> you can see all the actors and they're just like looking off screen and everything and they're like backing up and you can kind of see here that the cockroaches are coming and uh like this one lady she's like in in like charge of this uh company called Intech or she's like a thing for it and she like sticks her hand in this cage where they had a cat used as bait, which pissed me off because they like had this like cage out in the middle of a field and they're like, well, we need some bait to, to try to, to try to rope these cockroaches in. And they have this poor little cat in there and the cockroaches come and they eat it. But the cockroaches also, uh, take like form of what they eat, so you get like this cockroach cat hybrid, which is the craziest fucking thing I've ever said in my life. And they're like doing tests on it and everything, and she kind of like sticks her hand in the in the cage, and she kind of just like holds it there, and the cockroaches are like eating through her hand, and she like doesn't give a fuck. And she's real weird and shit, and. Uh, so yeah, so the movie goes on, and you know they 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 have the the cockroach battle and everything, but the but the big um, the big big climax of the film is this like giant robot practical effects cockroach fucking human being, and it's awesome, and it reminds me of the ending of the thing, and it's fucking crazy. So yeah, I would I would definitely check out the nest. Um, it was I think it only has like a five on IMDb, but I, I really liked it. I gave it a six. Um, it's it's Ooh. super goofy, over the top. The characters suck. Um, it's it's you don't care about any of that. But then when the cockroaches are starting to take form of the things that they're eating, it's it gets pretty cool. So uh, I I also watched this because it was it came on Tubi after I was watching some other shit. And uh, I hadn't seen it in years. And the, the thing that got me on this was, like, the practical effects. Like, that one scene where this, um... I guess, like, the girl in the movie, her father was, is, like, killed or something. And then he starts, like, moving around again. And he starts, like, climbing towards her. And he starts transforming into this fucking giant mutant cockroach. And his flesh is falling off. It is fucking awesome. I thought that was fantastic. Yeah. And like you said, that like the final cockroach at the end, it's got like six human skulls. It looks like something out of like blood. <laughs> like it's just, it's just unbelievable that they made this yeah. thing. And it doesn't even, it doesn't even look like a cockroach at all. Like they've gone so fucking over the top with it. Um, yeah, it, it was really fun. Uh, how did you feel about the exterminator guy um, having like, like, he's, I forgot if he was, like, in an explosion or something, or his house blows up, uh, and his face gets all black, covered in soot, and it stays like that for the next hour of a movie, <laughs> like, the rest of the movie. Hey, man, continuity. I just, <laughs> I just thought about this guy, like, <laughs> having to film, and every day he's gotta come in and be like, okay, close your eyes, we're gonna fucking cover your face in soot. That guy, it, that guy got promoted to exterminator in the end. Oh, that's right, because he, what, he, he was pest control or something. He was pest control, and 
He kept like correcting people. He's like, I'm pest control. Yeah, I'm not an exterminator. Yeah, and then in the end, you know, he finally helps killing the cockroach king or whatever. And he's like, so and so, the exterminator. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> That's his character arc. Yeah. Like, he he grew as a character. <laughs> but it's it's a gross movie though. Like, I hate cockroaches. Like I said, and this thing. It didn't like make me cringe or like I wasn't like scared of it, but there were a couple parts where I was like, oh, I could do without that. I, I honestly think that guy's house in the beginning is like one of the worst parts of the movie that yeah. you're like, oh my God. And he's, look he, it's like, he's like so nonchalant about that. And I was thinking to myself, is that like how men should act? Like, oh, you know, I, I got a cockroach. I would be moving out. <laughs> no big deal. No big deal. There's a fucking swarm of roaches next to my next to my head while I'm sleeping. Fuck that. Yeah, I don't know. I've, I've watched enough hoarders episodes <laughs> to see like when they move a refrigerator and there's like ten thousand cockroaches <laughs> fucking explode away. I'm like, oh Jesus. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, have you ever seen this one, Shane? The nest? Uh, no, I haven't. This one's worth checking out. It's got that. It's that sweet like 80s-ness that you just can't help but enjoy when you're watching it. You're like, thank God this is made in the 80s. Yeah. I think they remade it. So this. Shane, you, you watched No, they did They not did. I think this. they did. I think it came out in 2020. Because when I was looking for it, it um... No fucking way. Let's see. Then uh, It might have no, been 2019. No. I know they did. I think they did remake it though. And it came out in like the last couple of years. So there's other movies called The Nest, but it has nothing to do with oh. cockroaches. Oh, well, maybe that's. Yeah, because The Nest, it came out in 2021. D. Wallace is in it. And it says a mother's reality erodes around her as she struggles to fathom the entangled web of her daughter's separation anxiety brought on by parasitic creatures within a stuffed bear. So I guess I thought they remade it because the, um, the cover art for it has like all these cockroach looking things. So I thought they remade it, but they didn't. All this is useless. There's also one in 2019. There was an old slasher called the nest too. I think was in the early eighties or late seventies. Uh, I remember that sucking. <laughs> no, no cockroaches at all. Mm. So Shane, you watched a movie, right? What do you oh, got I for us? I watched a movie, but I am going <laughs> to talk about a movie I watched many years ago. <laughs> I'm going to talk about. Sorry. Go ahead. I want to talk about a movie called Mimic. Um, written and directed by Guillermo del Toro. And starring Mir- Mira Silvino, Jeremy Northman, Giancarli- Carlo Giannini, Charles Dutton, Josh Brolin, Norman Reedus, I didn't realise he was in this, and a guy which, uh, well, Julian Richings, which we know for many, many, many movies that he's been in. Um, but... Uh, this one really actually made me chuckle. A guy called Glenn Bang um, in the film. Right, basically, it's the storyline is a disease carried by common cockroaches is killing Manhattan children in an effort to stop the epidemic. And it 
entomologist Susan Tyler um, creates a mutant breed of insect that secretes a fluid to kill the roaches. This mutant breed was engineered to die after one generation, but three years later, Susan finds out that the species has survived and evolved into a large, gruesome monster that can mimic human form. So, ooh. Um, I remember watching this years ago, and I kind of like this film. It's kind of cheesy, but it's also really quite cool at the same time, because obviously you've got, it's like this, the cockroach itself, it's a giant fucking man-sized cockroach. And it basically, it just fucking, it lives in the subway. So basically, or it's, I say that it lives in the subway. It's subterranean. So it stays on the underground and people start going missing. You know, um, there's like these two little homeless kids the two little homeless kids make it for me, which I think is really quite funny. Um, but it's because they're so streetwise and they know what's going on and they see all these people keep disappearing and stuff. And, you know, they're trying to find somebody to tell. So they tell, um, they keep telling the police, but the police don't believe them. And then obviously Mira Savino comes along and um, they kind of tell her after a serious, some various bits and pieces go on. She kind of believes them, and then it all goes a bit tits up when um, there's, like, oh, what's the name of the fucking guy? Um, there's a Giancarlo Giannini, who plays Manny. His son um, plays, plays the spoons, and he's autistic. It comes across that the kid is autistic, so... He mimics sounds using his spoons. And basically, he can hear this clicking regularly. So he kind of mimics the sound using the spoons. And, he, and the kid itself is trying to figure out what it actually is. And the father is trying to tell him not to get too involved sort of thing. You know, it's like it can be dangerous, so don't, don't go there, you know, that kind of thing. And basically, kid goes missing. So he come, he becomes clicky chub, essentially. Because um, there's a really cool, ominous scene where the little kid is sitting there looking a bit scared, clicking the spoons as the, the creature itself is veering towards him. So you know that the kid's going to get got. Um, and uh, it's essentially the creature feature that emphasises on anonymity kind of thing if you see what i mean because you're not entirely sure what it is you're seeing but then when you do see it you're like holy fuck so the scene when they're on the subway and mira sorvino sees a character it looks like a, a man in a trench coat yeah. and then when she gets on closer inspection he's gone but then he comes flying out of nowhere and it's like that's not a fucking guy in a trench coat that's a fucking giant cockroach of some description you're like holy fucking shit um but it's there's like her and a team of others going to the depths of the new york subway to try and find out what's going where it's come from and to try and like kill this creature you know and i think uh the way they go around it is 
just actually quite hilarious in, in a sense. And um, there's many, many like scenes that do make you go, eee, you know, um, but it did for me anyway. But I think that's why I liked it. Yeah, I haven't seen this in years. I mean, like, I I I the last time I watched this, I think it was probably at least a decade ago, and I had picked up all three Mimic movies on DVD, and uh, went through and watched them again. Yeah. Um, but r- one is really the only good one. Oh like, yeah. It's the only one uh, actually worth watching. Um, and yet, yeah, like you described that um, the subway scene where you you see the man in the trench coat. Yeah. And like they think they think they're like tracking down a serial killer that's like down in the subway, and then all fucking buggy shit breaks loose. Uh, I remember that being real good. For some reason, and I think it's because when I originally watched these, I watched it like back to back with um. Oh, what's that one? It came out around the same time. It's in like a museum. Oh, the relic. It's not a. The Relic. I watched The Relic and Mimic, like, the same weekend. I had them both. I think I rented them both. I don't know what. I've got The Relic. Um, I'm I, I might have to rewatch that at some point. I, I always get those, like, scenes in the movies confused, but I know Mimic is the good one and Relic is not the not good one. <laughs> no, Relic is all right. It's, I wouldn't say it's not overly great, but Tom Sizemore, rest in peace, um, hmm. you know, he, he was a bit hamtastic in that one. I will yeah. say. And it was a uh, oh, CGI fest at the end, oh, if I yeah, remember yeah, yeah. right. But it was entertaining for what it was. Um, but yeah, I mean, what I liked about this is the fact that you've got Josh Brolin, you've got Norman Reedus, and you've got all these people in there that are trying to escape. And people are getting picked off left, right, and fucking center. And I just thought it was really quite funny. Um but it's just some of it was just really i thought it was quite a clever well i won't say clever i just thought it was a really good fucking film you know um i enjoyed it for what it was so i'm looking at the imdb page for the shane and there's a trivia comment saying that mm. guillermo del toro disowned the film yeah. uh after constantly clashing with harvey and bob weinstein yeah uh <laughs> where they complained that the uh, early footage wasn't scary enough, and they they wanted to kick Del Toro off, but uh, Mia Sorvino yeah. uh, stepped in and was like, "No, you have to leave him on." And I guess she was dating Tarantino at the time, yeah. and they lo- you know the Weinstein's love Tarantino, so they could they let um, Del Toro stay on. But uh, it says on here that uh, he he never liked the film afterwards, but he had since released a director's cut that's closer to his vision. Mm. And now I'm thinking, shit, do I have that director's cut? I should look into it. See, that. it's funny, because while, we while you guys were talking, I actually just went on to World of Books, which is a UK website that specializes in selling secondhand stuff. And I just picked up a copy of Mimic, Carrie, and... Um, Carrie, as in the Stephen King original, because <laughs> oh. I don't have it on. I don't actually have it on Blu-ray or DVD, and uh, I forgot what the other film was. I just oh yeah, Ghostbusters one and two because I didn't have either of them on Blu-ray. Um, 
So yeah, so it just makes it makes me wonder if I've actually got bought myself a director's cut of Mimic. Um, oh, there is. What is this? A Blu-ray DVD combo of Mimic the director's cut is on Amazon. Oh, really? Yeah, ten dollars, or I could get a VHS tape for seven ninety nine. To the VHS. Yeah, it's probably. Oh wait, it's it's not a. Uh, that's not director's. Cut. I got the Mimic uh, trilogy Blu-ray, but um, I don't think it's the director's cut. Yeah, I, I actually I don't think I have this on Blu-ray. I think nice. I just have my DVDs that I purchased a while oh, ago. I'm just gonna buy myself the Blu-ray of Mimic for seven pounds off Amazon. Whoa, deal of the century, Shane. Yeah, well, I could get it. See, DVD is a fiver. Blu-ray is seven quid. I could get it on DVD for three and a half quid. But if I buy it now, it turns up on the 18th, as in tomorrow. So I call that a fucking win. Looks like you got your weekend all lined up. Yeah, it's uh, by now, Mimic Director's Cut, Region A, B, and C. Awesome. Yeah. So I like that. All right, cool. Yeah, I, I like that movie. I think I got to revisit that. Yeah, don't watch the sequels. I'm not going to watch the sequels. <laughs> well, but Mike Lance Hendricks is involved. Yeah, it's it's horrible. I think I gave the <laughs> second one a three and the third one a Oof. two. Oof. It, it, they're really fucking bad. Yeah. So yeah. All right, I'll watch them. You convinced yeah, me. So there we go. I can't complain. I've got a copy. I've got two copies of Mimic coming. One on Blu-ray and the other one on Blu-ray. Although I've got a small suspicion the one that I just bought. I just bought. You just complained. Shane, you just complained about this with the blood. I know. I've got a sneaking suspicion I may have just bought myself two copies of Mimic on Director's Cut. But you know what? Oh, I can't complain because that means I have a spare copy of Mimic to give away. There we go. There's something I could, yeah, I could do a giveaway on the All You Need Is Blood page. That's right. I could. I've never thought of that before. Yep. But I'm going to be a cunt, and I'm going to tell her say UK only. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we should probably do something for the UK audience anyway. <laughs> both, both of them. So, all right, fellas. I got another. I don't even, you know what? All right, I, I may have stepped out of bounds on this one. This, this may not be a bug movie. <laughs> um... <laughs> Not only is it not an insect, I don't even know if this counts as a bug, but I did watch slugs. And, that work. I mean, they're they're kind of like bugs, right? They're in your garden. They fuck did you shit up. Did you watch the MST three like, K version? No, there's not. I thought there was. Maybe I'm thinking of. Uh... Oh, you're thinking of squirm. Oh, I am thinking of squirm. <laughs> Which I considered watching. <laughs> But um, I, I couldn't find it streaming, and I didn't want to walk into my movie room to pick up my Mystery Science Theater copy to watch it. <laughs> so, but no, Slugs is a completely different movie. It's not identical at all to Squirm in plot or characters or anything. It's its, its own thing. Um, it's uh, 1988, directed by Juan... Oh, Jesus. Juan Piquer Simon. 
who also directed Satan's Blood, which I've seen and is fucking awesome. Uh, the Rift and everybody's favorite pieces. It's exactly what you think it is. Yeah, this slugs was um, um, based on the book by Sean Hudson. This was a book? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. So it stars mostly unknowns. I assume it's be a, a, a lot of a Spanish cast because uh, a lot of their voices are dubbed into English. Um, and I know the director's Spanish, so... I'm just assuming. I, I I don't have any evidence for that other than the fact that I know they're dubbed. Um, a small town is having slug problems. Uh, it's a classic story. Uh, there's a, a big company coming into the small town to, to develop land, and it turns out that land happened to be a former toxic waste dump. Mm -hmm. And uh, digging it exposed the chemicals, and now there's swarms of killer slugs all over the town. Um, their slime like burns the skin and they have teeth and bite you. And if you accidentally eat one in a salad, um, your blood will become infested with slug parasites and all the worms will explode out of your head and your eyeballs because they're like little parasites come out. Uh, and, and the movies, like it's honestly, it feels like it's just a bunch of set pieces. Like they thought, they thought of all these great special effects and they're like, oh, let's just come up with a scene that we could show this awesome special effect in. So it's not like there's so much of a story as there's like, we have to put all these awesome kills together. Let's just make a loosely connected story where there's like this, um, he's like the health inspector or something for the town that after a kill happens, he investigates and is like, I think it's slugs. And then somebody else dies. And he goes there and he's like, huh, this looks like it could be slugs. And then someone else dies. And he's like, I don't know what this is. Maybe it's slugs. <laughs> like, it just happens over and over and over again. But the kills are just disgusting. They're like 100% gory, super brutal, slime everywhere. They're so gross. Like, the, the one especially... This this um, this guy's wife, who is a raging alcoholic, uh, makes him a salad, but a slug gets into the lettuce, and she just like chops the slug oh, up, nice. and he he eats the salad, and then that whole night he's like, oh my stomach's bothering me, my stomach hurts, and blah blah blah, and then the next day he's got his big business meeting, and he's meeting with the the the, the head of the company that's going to be moving in, and. Oh, congratulations, so-and-so, we're signing the contract. And, oh, everything's great. And they're at this fancy Italian restaurant. Yeah. And it really looks like it looks like a, a sketch comedy show, like the kids in the hall or something, that they're all like, congratulations, so-and-so, you're, you know, you're getting the contract, the big contract. Oh, great. And they're shaking hands. And he just, like, he goes, I'm going to give a toast. And he says, um, oh, what is it? It's like, uh, to all the great things that are about to happen, and then his fucking head explodes <laughs> and worms spill out. <laughs> Everybody's screaming, and then the the uh, the the sheriff shows up, and the sheriff's a real asshole, and he's yelling at the um, the chef of the restaurant, like, "This is you put worms in your food. You're serving worms." And the chef is Italian, and he's like, "Ah da 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 Like he's like just saying like all these Italian things. And he at one point, the guy's like, "Oh, you have worms in your food," and he says something in Italian, but I'm ninety percent sure that it's something about <laughs> the the sheriff's mom having worms in her cucina. <laughs> 
Twitch. I believe is having her pussy filled with worms. I was cracking up. Um, it's got like uh, I don't know. It, it, it's really eighty. So they end up eventually like going into the sewer and tracking down like the slugs hideout, whatever that means. It's fucking slugs. I don't know. And they're gonna dump a chemical in that's gonna cause them all to explode. And like, it, it's so just insane and it really has like a feeling of one of those 80s movies like alligator or something where they're like crawling in the sewer and there's something next to them teenagers are being picked off left and right um it's just a blast i i it is not a good movie in any way shape or form like performances acting the plot it's all really stupid and contrived but like the things that happen in it are so fucking funny like I can't, I can't recommend enough to watch this movie, even though it's not good. There's one scene he goes into the, um, I don't know. I guess it's the guy that's the head of the sewer department or whatever, and he's like, "Oh, listen, I need you to shut off the water for this one section of town." And the guy's like, "You can't do that." And the health inspector goes, "I'll declare a health emergency. I'll declare that they have to shut this down." And the guy sits up from his desk and he looks at him and he goes. You don't have the right to declare happy birthday in this town unless I say so. And I fucking lost it. I was like, I'm going to I'm gonna use that in real life. I'm like, you can't. The next time anyone tells me they're going to declare something, I'm going to tell them they don't even have the right to declare happy birthday. <laughs> but um, anyway, I really liked it. Uh, and I think I saw this in the VHS days years and years and years ago. But um. It's out there somewhere. It's on Tubi. Of course it's on Tubi. Go watch it. It's free. It's hilarious. It's slugs. <laughs> that sounds good. I'd watch it. And that's my spiel. It's so dumb. Like, you can't... You can't not expect a really stupid movie. Exactly like uh, Squirm. It's like the same type of thing, like... This, like, naked broad after she has sex with her boyfriend falls into a pile of slugs and she's, like, covered in slugs screaming. Shane, did you just fart? And the boyfriend... No, I just moved on my chair. Oh, okay. Sorry, Ryan. Go on. No, no. No problem. But yeah, so there's, like, nudity and there's swearing and there's alcoholism. It's got everything. <laughs> so... How about you, Shane? Any slugs in your past? I've seen this one. No, I haven't watched the film, but I read the book years ago. Get the fuck out of here. You read this <laughs> book? <laughs> what? <laughs> that is insane. How was the book? And the book was actually all right. Um, Sean Hudson, he's, he's a British horror writer. And... Um, he did quite a lot of stuff in the 1980s and the not early 90s. Um, I don't think he's done anything since. I think he's kind of dead now. Um, but I'm looking he was a metalhead as well. So he used to get featured in Kerrang! magazine a lot. Why am I not seeing this on Amazon? I type in slugs and it's all little kids slug books. Let me see. Maybe it was called something else. What was that author's name you said, Shane? Sean Hudson. Sean with a, a, an E or a W? Um, S-H-A-U-N. Um, oh, God Well, he's it. 65 years old and he's still alive. Oh, here we go. There we go. I got it. Well, well, well. There's an audiobook version. 
Oh my god. Wow. Okay, I'm gonna have to look to look into this, Shane. Yeah, I mean, he did. He's obviously he did spawn slugs, assassin relics. Nothing to do with the um, relic movie, um, Erebus. Hmm. Um, you know, he did quite a fair bit of stuff in the eighties, and I read a few of them. I mean, we are going back to the early, uh, late eighties, early nineties. Me and my brother Lloyd, we used to read a lot of horror fiction. We used to sh- exchange books. Um, and uh, it was him who got me into Sean Hudson. But, you know, I just think it's hilarious that you've actually read this book. That's that's fascinating, Shane. I well, I am fucking old, aren't I? So you know, <laughs> yeah. But like the fact that you like went to a store and you picked up a book that said slugs on it, and you're like. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I think I'll read yeah, this. I'll give it a watch. I'll give it a read, you know. I love it. I absolutely love but, it. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, I mean, 1988, that's fucking 35 years ago, man. Hmm. See, I think I gave Slugs like a seven. Oh, maybe wow. Eight. I don't know. The more, the more I talk, it, it doesn't deserve it at all. It's a bad movie. I fully, I fully accept that, but I really liked it. <laughs> But, uh, all right, Mike, what do you got? I only watched The Nest. I don't know what more you want from me. Oh, okay. Did... Shane, do you have another movie you'd like to talk I about? actually, funnily enough. <laughs> you motherfuckers. Did you, do you have a third movie, Ryan? I do have a third movie. <laughs> I did the bare minimum for this episode. I spent... Three or four days watching this movie, guys. I put the fucking work in, all right? Well, what is it? This is, it's called Arachnid from 2001. Oh, God. Uh, again, it's not an insect movie. It's spiders. Sure. Um, and it was directed by Jack Shoulder, uh, who also directed Alone in the Dark, the 80s one, um, not the <laughs> one with the... Uh, uh, whatever his name Christian is, Slater. Not the Christian Slater one. It was the '80s one with the the um, madhouse patients that escape and terrorize the town. Uh, he also directed Nightmare on Elm Street Two. Uh, also directed The Hidden and Wishmaster Two. Okay. Oh, oh, all the so, bad uh, sequels yeah. then. So we did all the bad sequels. Well, Freddy Two is good, and The Hidden is awesome. All right, that's a great movie. I never said that was a sequel, We've t- definitely, but, yeah. No, there is a sequel, but I don't think he directed that. So, uh, it, but it, it, this movie was produced by Brian Usna uh, from his production company, Fantastic Factory. And Usna did like a lot of stuff for um, Stuart Gordon back in the day. Him and uh, Stuart Gordon were like buddy buddy. So Usna also did like the um, Beyond Reanimator. Uh, his his same company did Faust and Dagon. Rottweiler, a lot of stuff in the sort of late 90s, early 2000s. And this was one of those movies. Uh, It stars Alex Reed, uh, who played Beth in Descent 1 and 2. She was one of the girls in Descent. And it's got Chris Potter in it, who the only thing I knew him from was that he voiced Gambit in X-Men, the animated series. No shit. I was like, oh Oh, yeah. Star-studded cast. Um, actually a couple, there's like one or two Spanish actors that are in this that I, I know I've seen in other movies, but I didn't really dig through their IMDb's. There's too many like 
non-English words to figure out which movies I'd seen him in. Mm. Um, but it's it's a Spanish movie, so there's a, or it was filmed in Spain, so there's a lot of Spanish cast members in it. Uh, I guess it's two fucking Spanish movies I watched. What the fuck? How did that happen? So yeah, it, it starts movie? off. I am very yeah, multicultural. That's right. It starts off with a stealth bomber uh, that's tracking an alien spaceship that appears to be trying to steal Earth's water, and the pilot of the stealth bomber crashes into the UFO or whatever we're calling them now. I, I forget what the new term is for UFOs. Um, both of them crash land on a random Island. And like the pilot gets out to like investigate and he sees like the UFO is still cloaked. Like it's all like partially invisible and the alien gets out and he's also sort of like shimmering and partially invisible, but like his invisibility is wearing off or something. And all of a sudden, a um, a spider-like monster, you see these, like, eight legs come out from behind the alien and, like, wrap around him. And then, like, a spike shoots out of the uh, of alien's chest and dies. And then uh, the pilot is just, like, seen screaming, cut to black. Um, and from there, we're introduced to the main character, uh, Alex Reed. And she's a pilot also, but she's a commercial pilot, and she is being recruited by a team that is investigating this sketchy island where this virus or something is getting out and causing a lot of people to be sick, and they think it's arachnid-based or something. I don't know. They think it's coming from spiders. So they're sending, like, a doctor, and they're sending, I don't know what you call it, a, a spider scientist whatever that is, um, and, like, a, a group of commandos, because, obviously, why wouldn't you send a group of commandos on a science expedition? Uh, so they, they're all headed in. Their plane crashes, um, so they're stranded there, and they're making their way through the jungle, and one by one, each of these is being picked off by at what I can describe as, like, a series of spider-like creatures. Like, sometimes it's, like, just, like, a football-sized spider... And other times, there's like the, the the one that actually gave me the creeps was a spider snake. It was a long fucking snake, but it still had eight legs on it. Ew. And, oh, it fucking, it, it honestly, when I think about it, it freaks me out a little bit. Like, I was like, oh, I hate everything about this. <laughs> it's like every nightmare I've ever had put into one. Um. So that that and like it, they're constantly like mutating. So it's not like staying in the same form. It's like growing or, or whatever. Um, and yeah, the, the people are being killed off one by one. And eventually, obviously, it mutates into a, just a gigantic fucking spider. And uh, it starts killing a lot of the people and they're battling it. And there's like chase scenes and they're hiding and the spiders trying to break into an old abandoned hut. And they're like trying to battle it off and going back and forth, and, you know, one guy gets, like, bit in his arm, and now his arm is, like, dead. Um, and the scientist is, like, explaining everything to everybody, like, oh, they're growing, and they're blah, blah, blah. Um, and what I thought was really funny was the spider scientist gets caught at one point and gets, like, all wrapped up in the silk. And uh, the people come across him, and they're like, oh, yeah, we'll get you out. And he's like, no, no, don't get me out. My, my intestines are all being held together by the spider webs and if you take it apart all the babies that are inside will escape and I'm like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> so um 
I don't know. It, it goes on and on. And um, some people die off and some people come back like, oh, I wasn't dead after all. Even though you see them like disappear or something. I guess Ziggy's fired up. Yeah. Come on, I might. He wants to. How? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. How can I fucking hear that cat? Like in the other room. He's not in the other Shane. room. He's right in front of the PC. Oh, okay. He's just come walking that through. Makes he's sense, just though. broken up, so he's just come walking through for a fuss. Yeah. So anyway, big showdown at the end. Um, picture the end of it, only like the original TV series. Only it doesn't suck. Like, they have to fight a huge fucking spider. And they're, like, battling it and shooting it and trying to stab it. And there's, like, uh, one of the guys that lives on the island. He's, like, one of the natives. Is, like, shooting blow poison blow darts at it the whole time. And a commando's got a machine gun. And they're, like, trying to drag it down with uh, webbing and stuff. It was awesome. It was a great ending to a really, really, really shitty movie. Um, the effects, because this was made in 2001, range from some really decent practical effects that are like, oh, that's kind of cool, animatronics and some other cool stuff, to like the worst fucking CGI you have ever seen in your life. <laughs> and and, and it, it, like this, like I could, going back to this time period, like it really makes me think that when people were making these things back then, like, didn't you see it and see how bad this looks? Like, come on. I mean, as bad as CGI looks now, it was so awful back then. I would I would rather you just didn't do it. Just don't show it. Put it in the shadows or something. <laughs> like, oh. But, um, I mean, I, I hate to say that I enjoyed it because I hated almost the entire movie until the very ending where they're, where they're, where they're battling the spider. I thought that battle was fantastic. Uh, the kills are pretty good. There's some, like, melting effects for, like, people's faces and stuff. And, you know, a lot of CGI punctures and dumb stuff. But, like, the big animatronic spider, I can't say enough good things about. It's just, it's a really awesome <laughs> robot spider. Just fucking cool. Um, but I did find a, um, this is an IMDb page for it. The director, Jack Shoulder. Uh, said, I basically did this for the money. It was a stupid script. I got to live in Barcelona for six months, and they paid me well. Everything was good, except I had to go to work every day and shoot a dumb script. Oh, my God. I haven't seen it since. <laughs> I haven't seen it since. You know, I made it. And some people say, oh, well, it's better than you think. But I basically tell people to avoid that one. <laughs> it's better than telling people, yeah, listen to our podcast, but avoid the first five episodes. <laughs> So I love the that's the director. That's the fucking guy that made the movie. I love it. Like this man made two, and he's like, "No, nah, don't watch that." <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. So yeah, that's Arachnid. Um, I, I I don't recommend it, but I will say that if uh, you want to watch the last ten minutes of it, just fast forward to that, and it's kind of cool at the end. That's about it. Cool. I, I do actually have another movie. Um, I can't remember if we've talked about this before, but it's a fucking classic. It is a classic. Um, I'm going to talk about Starship Troopers. Oh, Shane. What the Starship Troopers? Let's face it. I mean, it came out in 1997, so it's 26 years old. 
it deserves a rewatch because it's cheesy as fuck. It's classic. It's like some of the fucking dialogue in it is just so 1950s. And it's just because, I mean, the book itself came out in the 1950s. And I actually own the book for this. I own the book as well, Shane. I read it in college. Yeah, I read this um, in about 1999, about two years after I saw the film. I found the book in a charity shop. And I thought, I'll have that. Um, But, I mean, just going through the cast, you've got Casper Van Dien, Denise Richards, Dina Meyer, Jake Boosie, Clancy Brown, Neil Patrick Harris, Seth Gilliam, Patrick Muldoon, Michael Ironside, Rue McClanahan. Fucking, oh man, you've got some... (laughs) Oh my God, I completely forgot she was in this. Yeah, she was the biology teacher with no fucking eyes, wasn't she? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I can't believe I forgot about that. Yeah, it's got some... Uh, Eric Brooks Gotter, who was in it, played Breckenridge. He was the guy who got his brains blown out on the fucking firing range. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this film is just a classic, isn't it? I mean, it's... You know, obviously, the storyline, not-so-distant future, um, Earth governed by militaristic United Citizen Federation, with multitudes of highly evolved clan clandathy or arachnid threatening the safety of our solar system high school al- athlete johnny rico and three of his hometown friends join up to do their part and to ensure humankind's future and all that invasion has begun however in this far off exoplanet hostile to life as we know it brute force alone and conventional strategies won't cut it now the unstoppable bug army is at the gate will rico and his fellow starship troopers end up serving as cannon fodder Let's face it, right? The fucking gratuitous violence in this movie is epic. It's fucking epic. And it's just, it's a total fucking gore fest, right? When this first came out at the cinema, right, here's, well, here's an interesting story. When this came out at the cinema, it was given a 15 certificate in the UK, right? Now, obviously, I think I've explained it before, and you guys know what it is. I mean, the certification for movies in the UK, you've got a Universal, which is a U, you've got a PG, PG, a 12 certificate, 15, and an 18. So, with this, I mean, it came out as a 15 certificate, and there was a group of us who went to see it, and everybody came out afterwards saying, that film was a bit strong for a 15 certificate. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculously gory and it is really, really fucking violent. And, you know, we loved it, but it was like, whoa, that's a bit strong. Um, and then a few months later, when it came out on DVD and VHS, it was an 18 certificate. And it was like, ah, the BBFC actually <laughs> paid attention, realized their mistake traumatizing lots of fucking young teenagers in the process while they were watching the film and thinking, fucking hell, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's a bit fucking excessive and a bit epic. Um, but I can remember watching it, discussing this with my buddies for many years afterwards. It's like Starship Troopers, fucking epic, but Jesus Christ, is gory as fuck. And, you know, to me, it's still... It's still fucking funny, but it was 26 years later. I'm still talking about this movie and how funny it is. Because, I mean, it is cheesy. It's You've got some of the fucking cheesiest, corniest lines in this movie as well. But Michael Ironside still gets the best line in, my, in this film. 
for me, in my opinion, because it's the guy, it's the part when they're in the, um, they're in one of the uh, stations where that's been taken over, overrun by bugs, like the giant bugs, arachnids. And um, <laughs> he looks at this guy and basically just pulls his head over. And so he just says, they sucked his brains out. And it was the way he fucking says it, it's just like so, so commanding. And it's just the way how he orders people around and how he talks. It's just, it's so fucking funny. But there's some great, yeah, I, there's some great scenes in this movie, and yeah, it's a fucking gore fest. It's just great. Yeah, Paul Paul Verhoeven, the director. I mean, this is my third favorite Verhoeven movie, and I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but I fucking love Paul Verhoeven. Right. Um, and and this, I've watched this one a million times. Like I think, like you said, it's so fucking funny. Every scene is just tongue in cheek. Like it's it's completely dissing like basically everything that I, cause you said you read the book. It's basically dissing everything that the book was about yeah. and being like, these guys are fucking idiots. <laughs> and like just completely just turning the tables on, on the whole like underplot of the book. I'm like how, you know, the strong military is going to lead everybody. But in this, it's just like, no, they're just like bumbling before <laughs> they're killing each other. Like, uh, it's it's so funny. I I love this one. I love Jake Busey in it. Casper Van Dien. This is like the only good thing he's done. Yeah. Um, Denise Richards is extra hot in it. Michael Ironside, the the fantastic. I love it. The whole thing is fucking hilarious. Apparently, I love the dialogue in it. I love the way it's shot, and the fact that this movie. I mean, I understand budget wise. Like, there's a ton of CGI in this. But it doesn't end up looking like nauseating. You know what I mean? Like it's you could tell it's CGI and it's kind of cheap, but it's it's done in a way that it doesn't look extremely fake. It just looks somewhat fake. Yeah. And then you've got like the giant fucking vagina brain monster at the end. <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris is like touching it. Yeah. Oh my god! See, there's there's it's... um there's, there's several versions of the movies doing the round as well, because it was like there's one version in Australia they had several scenes cut down to turn the movie down for showing on Russian television. So from cut down similar to the Australian version to tow down the violence, a note of modification to the video feed scene where Rico walks Carmen through his surroundings, camera in hand. And his teammates take off their pants to moon the camera. Static was added to cover up the nudity. Also, the shower room and the sex scene were slightly cut to remove frontal nudity. The USA version was cut to avoid an NC-17 version. Four seconds were cut from the final battle at the military base. The DVD release features deleted scenes, uh, mostly references to how Carmen Ibanez gets sexually involved with both Johnny Rico and Xander Barcolo. There's also an alternate ending where Johnny and Carmen kissing her back together. Uh, the Australian... Oh, there's too much going on there. Um, there's... Yeah, yeah. I, I really like this movie. I think it's uh, it's entertaining. And bug-wise, there is a lot of bug death in this movie. Yeah. It's just... So. It's fucking... It's just... It is graphic as fuck. And 
I mean, someone pointed this out to me actually years ago. It's like almost it's almost as if the arachnids can actually speak if you listen. And it's like there are certain scenes where it sounds like one of the bugs is screaming past the camera and it starts shouting scary as bombs are being dropped and they're being fucking like wiped out and stuff like that. And it's almost like you can almost hear it, hear them say it. And I always pick it up whenever I watch the film. It's really quite weird. But it's, it's just it's just a classic movie. It really is. It's so fucking funny as well. I love it. Yeah. And the um, that famous shower scene, uh, Shane, I know that when they filmed that, the director, Paul Verhoeven, also stripped down butt naked yeah. to film the scene to just sort of egg everybody on. To be like, come on, don't be such crybabies. Get naked. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> it was really clever how they did it, and they strategically placed all the shower heads. And so you didn't see anything too full frontal and, you know, it was, re- it was really cleverly done and thought out. And I thought yeah, that was quite cool how they, because st- it was very, the whole film had a 1950s feel about it. I thought. Cause I can see that because like Neil Patrick Harris's like get up is like this long black. Yeah. It just reminds me of like something from like the 50s or 60s. Yeah, yeah like also, a Nazi, because yeah. he's dressed exactly like a Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that. He looks like a fucking Nazi. Yeah, I didn't notice that. At first, yeah. <laughs> that's the whole idea, because the whole... The Federation is supposed to be just a bunch of fascists, <laughs> so that's why they fucking... They dressed him up as a Nazi, <laughs> grabbing an alien vagina at the end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I am sweating, guys. How much longer do we got to keep doing this? Well, I ordered Mexican food, so that's going to be ready food. in like 15 minutes. I'm just worried right. about what I'm going to watch for the rest of the evening because... Well, let me let me help you out, Shane, because I got a list of some other movies uh, that you could watch that are along the same lines. Go on. So, if you're going to go with stick with um, insects oh, and stuff, sure. right? There's... There's Ants, the 1970s movie. It's about killer ants at a hotel. Uh, there's Phase 4, or Phase IV. I, I think it's 4. Um, it's another ant movie, but I believe that one's like post-apocalyptic a little bit. Uh. And like There's like a nuclear wasteland, and ants are like taking over the world or something. They're caught in a bunker. Uh, there's The Swarm. Uh, and that one's about bees. Uh, that's that's a set that's a '70s movie with Michael Caine. There's the bees, which I get confused with the deadly bees. I believe the deadly bees is British and might have Peter Cushing in it. I'm not sure. Okay. I think it's about Peter Cushing's like a mad scientist or something that like breeds killer bees. Uh, there's Stung. That's a modern Hornet movie. That wasn't bad. Uh, and of course, what that was. Yeah, good? that was all right. I liked it. Yeah, uh, Arachnophobia. I think we've all seen uh, that. Yeah. John Goodman, Jeff Daniels. That's a good one. Um, and then there's the Thaw, which that one's like I think there's like tiny little, like little micro insects or something that are like caught in ice and I think that's Val Kilmer in that one and like it gets out and like infests your body and kills you. That was like a modern Val Kilmer movie before he had like his vocal cord or his uh 
throat all cancered out and stuff. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, because he can't speak anymore, can he? No, no. Apparently, in that, in, um, what was it, the Top Gun movie he just was in. Yeah. Uh, his voice was like, because in that movie he also, like, can't speak. They, like, wrote in that he has, like, throat cancer or something. Yeah. In the movie, and uh, I think that he what, he did speak to Tom Cruise, but I think they like roboted his voice to make him like more understandable or something. I don't know. There was a story behind it, like how he was actually talking to Tom Cruise, but like in the movie, they're like, "No, it's no good. We gotta like." No, you sound like shit. Get... Yeah, well, this is no good. <laughs> you're, you're really gonna bum everybody out. <laughs> this is no good. <laughs> So, but yeah, Shane, there's a, there's a good list. Of, I, I, I'm sure I could come up with more. I didn't really look through my collection of uh, insect or spider movies. I only had a couple that were out. Well, yeah, the only other one that I recommend is Mosquito. Because I remember Mosquito having decent uh, like practical effects with it. I watched a, uh, a bee movie um, last year. I think it was called The Swarm. It was like, uh, I think it was a... French movie. I think it was no, Swarm is Michael Caine. No, this there was another movie called Swarm then. Oh. It was like uh some woman was on the uh, like this farm and she like sells honey or something. Or something like that. It wasn't bad, but there's a lot of good bug movies out there and I'm yeah, I'm sure we missed a few. Eight legged um, freaks. There's some eight legged freaks, there's some cheesy spiders and spiders too. I know one of those I laughed at really hard. I forgot which Spiders one. is with the, that one guy. He's in like he's like a character actor. He like shows up from time to time, but I think Spiders is is like comedy. Yeah, oh yeah, it's like goofy. Uh oh no, you're thinking of big ass spider. Yeah, I am. <laughs> no, Spiders 1 and 2 are like more straightforward i don't know mutated or alien spiders i don't know what they are but uh i remember one of them was funny and the other was not <laughs> um i don't know there's just there's like a million stupid bug movies i mean you can get the giant bugs you could do like uh them the deadly mantis them um there's probably a big b one who knows Godzilla movies. There's probably some bugs in Mothra? those. Mothra? Mothra. That's a big bug. Cloverfield. That's got some big bugs in it. Oh, yeah. The, the like, parasites that are, like, stuck on the side of the yeah. thing. Yeah. Cloverfield Paradox, where that guy's arm is, like, running around the ship. Yeah, the movie. Who completely forgot that movie existed? I was hyping that up to my buddy for a while because I think it was on the Super Bowl. The trailer came out and it was like nobody knew it was coming out. No, the the movie, Mike, the movie came out. Oh, did it? Like they used after the Super Bowl. Watch Cloverfield Paradox. Like they released it like the Super Bowl day. That was... <sighs> we talked about it on here. Yeah, it was awful. <laughs> Both our both the movie and our commentary, both awful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I probably said it was okay. You I like probably it. did too. I was in denial <laughs> with it for a while. <laughs> I think we all were. <laughs> no, you know what? I bet Shane was the only logical one. More than likely. Like, it was shit. More than likely. <laughs> I remember because my buddy and I are huge, like, it, are fans of Dumb and Dumber, the 94 with Jim Carrey. And we fucking love that movie so much. And then they made Dumb and Dumber 2, not the prequel, but the sequel. And oh, it, it, that's the one with Jim Carrey. Yeah, my so my buddy and I were like, we gotta go see it. It's done by the Farley brothers, you know, we gotta go. And we walked out of there and we we're like, Yeah, it wasn't bad, you know, it wasn't it wasn't terrible and everything. <laughs> and then like a week later, we we're like, that fucking movie was awful. <laughs> we were just like in denial about it for like a week or so. We didn't want to admit that how bad it was, but then we were just like, ah, fuck Yeah. It. Yeah, there's like times when like I I feel like you ha- I have to let a movie sit in before I can actually assess whether it was good or not. Like yeah. I was like, oh, was that actually good or or did I? Hate it? I don't I don't know. Yeah, it's funny. you talk about sequels to movies. I still haven't watched Clerks Three yet. And How I is that? I loved Clerks and Clerks Two. Clerks Two was just like diabolically fucking hysterically funny. Oh. But, um oh man you haven't seen clerks 2 i have rock mike sorry i'm getting dressed and i'm oh. walking away from the laptop but yes i have his pants are not on he can't talk right no. now he's not wearing pants <laughs> no i have seen clerks i didn't like clerks 2 well, I, don't like it, but I don't mind it now he sounds like shane he's in the other room no i can't hear what he's saying i don't mind clerks 2 <laughs> oh right okay yeah see because clerks 2 for me is like the whole scene with the donkey show just i knew you were fucking, gonna say that oh man <laughs> that whole scene it just makes me i think it just makes me laugh i think my favorite it. part of clerks 2 is randall's recreation of Lord <laughs> <Rings>. like... <laughs> just three dudes walking towards a fucking lake yeah Clop, there goes the ring oh i love it yeah but he's true he's true though it's like I've not been able to watch Lord of the Rings in the same way again. Not after watching fucking Clerks Two. That's so good. Yeah, it's, I literally can't watch those movies without thinking of Randall just saying, it's "Just three dudes walking." <laughs> but yeah. Okay. All right, Shane. Let's wrap this up because I gotta go take a shower and I have to go out shopping before I go watch these movies. So we gotta get some stuff done today. Yeah. All right, fellas. Uh, any other thoughts on the subject of bug films? Nope, none. Excellent. Well, let's <laughs> put all this back together then. <sighs> so, if you want to get a hold of us at the podcast, you can send us an email at allyouneedisbloodpod at gmail.com. The Facebook group, All You Need Is Blood. If you want to reach me um, on <clears throat> Facebook, on Instagram, all you need Ryan. All you need is Ryan. No, not all you need is Ryan. All you need Ryan. I should have done that. Why didn't I do that? I it's always confusing when I'm trying to tag you in something. So, because I always put all you need is Ryan. I should maybe I should see if I could change that. Somebody probably took it. Stupid oh, Ryan's. I met another Ryan last night. I was I was aggressive towards him. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
<laughs> or he could get me on Twitter at Ryan Tudelo, although I probably won't respond because I don't look at Twitter ever. And you can't even um, look at your Instagram DMs either, do you? Uh, I do. I do not. I, I there's so many. I just I get too many, and I hate. I feel it. sorry for people who message you on Instagram, Ryan, because they <laughs> expect to reply. Well, then, then you're only feeling sorry for Miles because I think him. <laughs> He's the only one that messages me. He's probably the only one who didn't fucking listen to our beratement of you on the fucking podcast for not answering your DM. Oh, no, he knows. Miles messages me sometimes. He, like, tags me and stuff. And, like, I don't see it for, like, weeks later. <laughs> and then I'll put, like, LOL. Thank you. He, he fucking, Thank you. I feel bad. He, 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 sends me, <laughs> he sends me stuff on Instagram, and a lot of it is funny. Some of it just doesn't make sense. We love you, Miles, but seriously, dude. <laughs> First of all, you turned this from berating me into berating Miles. I just want to point that out. <laughs> you need to bring him back on air again. Oh, I will. I got to bring Connor back on. He want, or Connor on. He wants to do a trash movies episode. I'm like, yeah. George, definitely do, do Oh, my God, George. We got to bring him back. Yeah, because one of his episodes is a, uh, a lost episode. No, I think I found that one, didn't I? I don't think you did. But it was really bad audio quality? No, it was, you forgot to uh, do the backup. Yeah. Backup, right. Where we spoke for two and a half hours. All right, well, hours. where can we contact you guys? Yeah. Um, oh, um, yeah. I do the the Instagram occasionally. Uh, it's uh, All You Need Is Blood Podcast. I'm on the uh, Facebook group. I'm on uh, Instagram as my personal thing. Uh, (laughs) That's about it. Um, You can find me on Instagram, RoboGene74, Twitter, Dead Cell Society, um, the All You Need Is Blood Facebook page, group thing. That's about it. Excellent. And uh, yeah, so thanks, fellas, for joining me. Thanks for everybody for listening. And I guess I will just say bye for now. Don't forget to add your songs to Shane's mournful playlist. Get ready, warrior. Oh, piss off. (laughs) (laughs) Shane, I'm putting that on a playlist. (laughs) For fuck's sake. I love that it's made of, like, individual one-second clips of... <laughs> it's not, like, a whole song. It's just one second See, What clip. will make me laugh is, like, the fucking copyright infringement we'll probably get for that. Oh, my God, I would love that. If I got a letter from Capcom... Oh, sure my voice come back. Oh, no, great. Now my voice is popping up, Shane. <laughs> anyway, I'm leaving. Yes, you leave. I'm I'm going to. Well, see you later. I'll catch you later. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He's gone. (laughs) Big gulps, huh? Well, see you later. Uh, Yeah. Right. I'll catch you later on, dude. All right. Oh, there's my thing. I'll see you later, Shane. Yeah, see you later.